Blog Talk Radio. Live from Washington, D.C., it's quintessential listening. Poetry Online Radio. QLPOR, as it's widely known, features a bevy of poets, spoken word artists, and live poetry readings with best-selling authors. Your host is Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Good evening, everyone. John Patrick Robbins has been a longtime supporter of the QLPOR podcast. He has been a guest on more occasions than I can recall. He is an acclaimed Southern Gothic poet and writer, also known as the Mad Editor. He is currently the editor-in-chief of 13 magazines. He is also the author of 12 books, the most recent being Midnight Masochism from Black Circle Publishing. John Patrick Robbins, welcome to the program. Again. Michael Anthony Ingram, thank you so much. <laughs> oh man, it's it's good to talk to you, buddy. Good to talk to you. It's always good to be on the show. It's about the only place I'm welcome. It's amazing. <laughs> well, mm. <laughs> I got your check. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. We're well, not supposed to mention that on air. Okay. <laughs> I knew it being bribed. So <laughs> hey, it works. Hey, money is very nice. It's like, what is this new commodity? We don't know about that in our community. <laughs> and the poetry community, I mean. <laughs> All right. Let's focus, my friend. Now, I'd, like you, <laughs> I'd like you to share again with everyone. You probably shared it now six times. What inspired you to become a poet? I just like, I like hearing it every time you say it. <laughs> okay. I should yeah, this, this is great. I'm glad you mentioned this. Well, you yes. know, I was a male exotic dancer, okay. and then there okay. was a really big mishap, and I broke my ankle during a mm. pole dance, and right. it was real messy. Right. And then I had to, you know, I was laid up, and really, that's when the poetry came to me. And uh, ever since then, I started submitting work, and yeah, I, I thought that would be a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> now, well, it was different last time your answer, and then that one was mm. different than the time before. And you remember when you worked in the circus? <laughs> remember? You mm, yeah, yeah. You mean I never quit? I, I, I thought I was still there. <laughs> you, were, you worked in the circus one year. What? That was your yeah, main work in the circus. I've been working the trapeze. I used to oil the trapeze, and then they told me, you don't oil that. And I'm like, oh, uh-oh, yeah. different yeah. in the bedroom, yeah. but, you know, pump it, pump, 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 pump. <laughs> And don't remember the time when you told told us that you <laughs> measured the length of blue whales? <laughs> that, that was a big Oh, thing. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Were we dropping acid on this one? <laughs> <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday, buddy. Like it was yesterday. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Seriously though. Seriously though. How do you mm. approach the creative process when writing a poem? As you think about putting one together, what what? How does that work for you? Um, very cautiously, I approach it usually with a fifth of whiskey. Um, okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> no. I mean, it's it's always, you know, it's just the same. I'm pretty much every morning I'm writing or night or whenever it is, because really that's the benefit of, like, not having windows in your place. I'm not okay, in prison, okay. I promise. Uh, okay. <laughs> but um yeah it's 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 the same as it's always been i i'm you know when i when i when it when it comes to me it does when it doesn't i don't worry about it that's just how i right. work you know one so. thing we've never really talked about is writer's block mm-hmm. how does that affect you maybe it doesn't um, it does, like anybody else. Sometimes we have. I think I probably get more insecurities than writer's block. It's just, you know, a long time ago, contrary to popular belief, I don't just drink and I'm not just a lunatic. Okay. Uh, I remember, I don't know. I was uh, because who doesn't watch lectures on writing? And mm-hmm. I remember one writer saying that you know, with writer's block, it's just allowing yourself to write shit and saying, okay, that's all right. It doesn't all have to be, you know, fantastic, you know, just keep writing and mm-hmm. you can get through it. It's like anything. If you make it, if you make it this, this huge roadblock, then it's going to be that. And if you build right. it up in your head, it's going to be that way, you know, just write so, and you'll get through so, it. So periods of creative drought, that's mm-hmm. okay with you. That's okay with you. Is that what you're saying? It's fine. If I write, I write. If I don't write, you know, life writes the page. I just take it down and misspell it greatly. <laughs> you know, I've interviewed, I've interviewed now probably 400 plus people, and I've had some people talk about the fact that poetry, writing poetry is their life. Some mm-hmm. claimed or alleged that they live their life like it's a poem. Where do you fit into that equation? <laughs> How important is uh, it to you? <laughs> I mean, writing, I know that I laugh and people are like, man, it's just sometimes it's when I hear some of these dramatic responses, man, I'm a writer. I reflect, you know, I don't have a life. A life, what is that? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I, uh, I work. I work in writing 24 hours. I don't sit there and click pictures for my Instagram or tell you what a great life I'm having. I sit there and observe, and I take it mm-hmm. all down. And that's how mm-hmm. I write. That's my style. And, of course, then I write a lot of the dark stuff, and then people are like, wow, I wonder what John's doing, you know, in the woods at midnight. And that's none of your right. business. But anyway, right. you know, that's a party. It's a get-together. It's my social group. Mm-hmm. We like to knit. Um okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> one last question before you share a poem, my friend. Just one more. Mm. Well, there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of other questions, but just before you share this poem. Oh, I know. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> You've never, in terms of my creating the flyer and the, the other things, you've never made the statement or included the statement that you are gothic poet that's new mm-hmm. tell me about that a gothic well i mean it, it it was a slow build up and really that term the southern gothic thing was i, I remember i was talking to my good buddy at the press and my good big brother in real life uh kevin Hitch, hitchman or however you say it sam he needs to change his name so i can pronounce it 
Um, you know, he knows I'm Southern, but you know, mm-hmm. he was going through some of the work. I share a lot of work with him that other people don't see because they would like call the cops. Right. Um, <laughs> he was like, it's very Southern Gothic. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, well, it was a change from the last book. Definitely. Uh, are we dead yet? Uh, that it just really became that way. And it's okay. always been something I enjoy writing far more than, you know, bar poems or whatever people want to call them. Humor is right. great for people. It is, mm-hmm. but that's not really true to me, to be honest. But I, it's it's part of me, but, you know, it's not just one right. facet. Right. Yeah. It's just, that's all it is, is one facet, I mean. So break it down for the people in the back. A Southern Gothic poet means what? That you write about what? <laughs> well, well, I'm from the South, so that's okay. a location. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very Gothic, and uh, I actually sleep upside down in the closet or in my coffin normally. <laughs> um, and I live off the blood of writers' rejections. So, yes, okay. I mean, okay. there you go. No. But when I think of gothic, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna belabor yeah. it. I think of what's her name, Mary Shelley, Frankenstein, mm-hmm. and books like that. Yeah. So are you yeah. saying that yeah. your poetry is resembles or is created as a result of those types of things? And I also think of La Notre Dame and those gargoyles on the. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> we're still standing. There you go. <laughs> you know. I actually own a gargoyle. People are like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> but no, uh, <laughs> you know, I was always a dark writer to begin with, okay. and I do okay. love that kind of writing. I love Edgar Allan Poe, but I also write stories. I mean, that's the thing. I'm a short story writer, okay. and you know, I do have a novel, which is finally, mm-hmm. you know, done. But I know at the, you know. I mean, at, at the press, we we really move at mock speed. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like the speed of smell, literally. I'm not insulting right. the people that work at the press. They they they're used to me being a jerk. So like, it's nothing new. They're like, okay, and they're very motivated. You know, Scott works at the press. I mean, yeah, that's it's just the main thing. If Scott Simmons worked at your press. It's like, wow, wow, well, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. So that's that says enough. <laughs> please, <laughs> please share a poem, my friend. Okay. We'll 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 start out a little bit lighthearted. Okay. Uh, you know, this is for all the folks in the back in case they can't hear. Mm-hmm. Um, this is I collect fine wines and near death experiences to amuse my friends and frustrate my enemies alike. I have approached the precipice, yet never stepped over that edge. Blood can be replenished, wounds sewn shut. The memories linger like my perpetual bad habit. It marvels some, it frustrates those closest to me. The edge is ever so familiar. I wouldn't know how to exist if I didn't have a near-death experience to reflect upon. As upon release of several of my books, I have endured a tornado, a house fire, a mild stroke, which wasn't all that bad. Sipped amongst some glasses of red wine, as others tend to keep their distance as the storm clouds stir overhead. For I haven't been struck down by lightning yet, to which I grabbed their hands. For I have always enjoyed sharing a good buzz and a devilish laugh. For my most dangerous advice has always been my love of fine whiskey 
and ever-so-wild women. A broken neck stings a tad bit, as equally does a broken heart. Those emotional scars are far less to share, but a bullet wound's kind of badass to start up the conversation upon our first date amongst a sea of knife scars. But I have some flesh-bound canvas left in case you're looking to add to my collection. If you believe you can be my death nail to accomplish what the finest could not, sweetheart, be my guest. Nine lies don't apply to the devil's favorite demon in training. But one day, even the best must bite that proverbial dust. The moment I stop, I will most likely drop dead where I stand. And the bets are up as to how and when. But it damn sure isn't tonight, so don't hold your breath. Because blue doesn't suit you, my darling. And I have far better ideas of how we can entertain this night's witching hours. I never said I was here for a long time, but I'm damn sure here for a good time. And that's the end of that one. Wow. John. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That sounded I mean, pretty autobiographical, my friend. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't well, want that's to... that's a deep statement. That's autobiographical, yeah. <laughs> well, I just didn't want... <laughs> Well, yeah, you know me. You like, yeah, John's absolutely nuts. That's why he has to pay to be on the show. And I'm like, no, yeah, but I just pay because I like hanging out with you. We're great right, friends. Right. And yes, thank you are. for uh, lifting the restraining order. Yes, but you, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but you never shared with me that you suffered a mini a mini stroke because I've had one. Yeah, that well, I mean, me. it's not something that. Yeah, we don't we don't we don't go all into it, but yeah, it wasn't, no, it wasn't it was really wasn't fun. I don't recommend it as for right, uh, right. you know, it wasn't a good vacation from publication. It really wasn't. Okay. You know? <laughs> oh yes, yes. I mean, hey, I, I literally I know literally, and this mm. is just two years ago, just yeah. two years ago, just two years ago. So mm. wow, yeah. Yeah, I know. we do. We do. It have was a weird because you'd had that, and then we taped not long after that. Man, that was right. <laughs> you. Yeah, you're a badass, still, man. But still, you never, <laughs> you never told me that you had had one. Now, what kind of friend? <laughs> well, I mean, what I didn't want to make you that? jealous. It's like, well, I had one. Well, I had one too. <laughs> I am going to have to revisit our friendship. <laughs> I know, I know. Boy, this really throws our trip to Disney World off, doesn't it? I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> Question for you. Question, and that was an extremely powerful piece. Now, what I want to know is, Thank you. if your poetry was a drink, what would it taste yeah. like? Hmm. Question. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll say... Uh, like whiskey, like a fine whiskey, like a fine okay. bourbon. <laughs> okay, okay. Now yeah. is Jack da- is Jack is Jack Daniels considered a fine whiskey? Is that whiskey? I don't well, think I, so. I don't know. I don't know if it's a fine whiskey, but it it, it it can taste fine on occasion. It's not my drink. I'm a more of a Four Roses and Jim Beam drinker. So, okay. but yeah, all right. Okay, yeah, special plug because then maybe they'll send me free stuff. 
<laughs> well, that's, they had called me, and that's why I asked that question. That's going to be well, Jack Daniels. I don't care whoever it is, man. <laughs> yeah. So it would be a fine mm. whiskey. What about mm, a fine yes. whiskey would make your makes your poetry come alive? Really, man? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes it come alive. Yes, I don't yes. know that it makes it come alive, but it's good tuning juice for the lunatic. So we all know who that is. And nobody ever has to guess who I'm talking about. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh-oh. Well, pretty much, pretty much whenever I'm awake, I'm drinking, and then people are like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, hey, no. <laughs> you gotta do something. What can I say? <laughs> All right then. Share another poem, please, sir. All right. This is this is not a deep one either. I'm, I don't know why I'm not being deep tonight. Uh, this is a little one right. that's uh, part of my children's book. I, I think it's going to be my finest children's novel ever. Called Demonic Queens. Both vicious and delicious, all the same leaving scratches upon your back, and that want forever burning within your soul, tied down to anticipate the sting of the exquisite lash. There is no love, only rage within the shared pleasure. Fire's promises of agonies, the release in death, as in life, the edge is ever so appealing. Let us taste the wrath, the delight's denial. Exquisite is the sin, with all the power to curb every doubt. Yes, you're going to hell, but at least it's with a smile that shall ever rest eternal upon your face. Was it good for you? If she can turn on the night itself, then why the fuck are you even asking? And that's the end of that one. Wow. Bravo. Wow. <laughs> so you <laughs> bravo to you. So you've written a children's book as well? No, Michael, that was a joke. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, what oh, right friendship now. is this? I told I you we're you not allowed. We shouldn't have those drinks in the green room. I told you. I told okay. You. <laughs> mm. I was like, what kind of friendship is this? I know nothing mm. about this man. <laughs> He's my buddy. <laughs> He's with the children's <laughs> book. <laughs> All the kids would love me. Hey, Mom, I want to go hang out with that drunk. He's like, shut up. He's just like your uncle. All right. All right, here we go. What kind of what what kind of weather best represents your creative process? A hurricane. <laughs> okay. Tell me more, man. Break it down. Because it's total it fucking chaos. The power is out. The trees are, uh, <laughs> you know, the winds are blowing. The trees are falling down. Everything, all hell's breaking loose. It's pretty much. That's <laughs> okay. me in a nutshell. I'm a nutcase. It's snowing. It's sleeting. It's everything. Like Cat Williams used to say his old joke about the weather when he was what in Ohio or something. They got all kinds of weather here or something like that. (laughs) We got all the weather here. So yeah, that's me. It's all one big hurricane. It's a total mess and shitstorm delight. Well, here's another 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 question in the same vein. If your poetry had, (laughs) if your poetry had a favorite season, 
What would it be yeah. and why? A favorite season. October, of course, mm-hmm. because that's just that's just I mean that's like when the world turns into a gigantic strip club. I love October, especially okay. Halloween parties. All I'm right, like I can go right. to a party. I'm like, wow, I don't have to pay for this. There's naughty nurses here, and there's Elvira. Oh, yeah. It's like 15 Elvira. It's like yeah, you know, it might yeah. not be the real one, but it doesn't matter with enough drinks and lights off. <laughs> right. I don't care. Yeah. Everybody's Elvira. It is like, <laughs> 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 mm. But October is not mm. a season. Oh, it's not a season? Oh, yeah, you're right. It's not. The <laughs> <laughs> fall. Okay. The fall. Okay. Because Sorry. I misheard the question. I'm drinking okay. alcohol. It's, that's okay, man. You do it fine. You do it fine. Because I think I would choose the fall, too. Right mm-hmm. there before winter starts. <laughs> you know what I'm that's right. There's some sunny days, and then there's some <laughs> cold and yeah, yeah. nasty days. I know. Days. It's like Why you're that? trying to cover up my big mistake, but it was so funny, man. I would just drip on it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you yeah. li- that you love animals. Am I correct? Um, Didn't okay. <laughs> As we were building our friendship, that you love animals, <laughs> just say yes. Just say yes. So yes. I don't look stupid yes, on air. I do. Okay, great. Okay. I love them, but not in a strange way. <laughs> so, buddy, if your poems were birds, what species would they be <laughs> and why? If they were birds. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I would like to say the duck because I like ducks. Okay. And ducks are pretty much, you know, a duck's quack doesn't echo. That's a little fact for human beings out there. And people say, God, man, just wait till I get on Jeopardy. I'll be a millionaire. So, yeah. Okay, so say it again. Ducks' quacks are echoes? No, they don't echo. A duck's quack oh, does not don't. echo. Okay, I never no. knew that. I wonder, do you, do you know why? <laughs> Hell no, I don't know why. I just read it. <laughs> well, you can't just put out a statement like that. <laughs> that or a penguin, because that's the only bird that doesn't fly. It just swims. It's like, well, it's kind of like a, a it's, I like a, it's like a drunk fish that doesn't know it's actually supposed to be a fish. I don't even know what the hell it is, but now you're getting me all into outer space. That's okay. We're having fun. Well, <laughs> fish don't live in outer space, but <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think what my bird would be. Mm. It would need to be something regal. Yes, like the turkey. <laughs> like a condor. <laughs> like, a, like a condor, not a buzzard. The but California a condor. condor. A California <laughs> condor. Because actually, I watched a, a documentary on YouTube about condors and um, um, not buzzards. What else do you call Vultures and mm. their, their wingspans. 
Yes. You don't care. I can tell you don't care. <laughs> they, they were they're, they're thin, from what I know, but yes, they had a gigantic wingspan. Yeah. Now, I don't think we're going to find them, Michael. I'm sorry. Not on the show. We don't find, find California condors. Okay. <laughs> Please share a poem. Well, in the spirit of your love of birds, this is called uh, So Did Follow the Buzzards. This is a serious one. Oh, wow. Because I'm being serious. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. But uh, is in the reflections of the soul's window, mesmerized by the carnival carnival's lights, we are equal with a child's wonder, as that truth remains our cognitive tissue, evolving against our will. But no matter the withered shell, that wonder still does exist. The players to a never-ending game, a force of nature and a persona to capture us equally. Magic is in the moments that suspend reality. Horrors that you breathe life to prove monsters from the abyss do truly exist. For every hero must have a villain to rally against. No matter the stage, the power's truth can never be denied. As the light may be extinguished, be rekindled forever within a memory. That's the end of that one. Wow. Man, you you're sharing some nice some nice stuff tonight. You always do, but maybe I'm listening. <laughs> yes, sir. thank you. I know between our between our discussions of let's go hunting the California condor. <laughs> it only took six times of your being on the show for me to listen. But now that I'm listening, you you're doing a great job. Man, you're really good now that you're actually crazier than that shit nowadays. And you're really getting good at this stuff. Okay. So here's a question. Yeah. What color is the sound of your writing when you close your eyes? What color is the sound of your writing? Oh, wow. That really depends okay. on how much I dosed. I mean, there's a multitude of colors. I don't really know mm. colors that well. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't. It's a kaleidoscope, a menagerie of colors. Bright, bright, prim- bright colors. And, mm. Stick with the primary colors. Just stick with the primary ones. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't need to do a cherry flavor or anything like that. Just stick with the primary okay. Red, green, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's blue. Let's go. <laughs> Let's no. go with a let's go with a nice magenta, just because I want to say magenta for no apparent reason. <laughs> so we'll go with that. Wow, a magenta color. Yeah, like I couldn't even wow. pick it out of the lineup, so I'm lying completely. So it's <laughs> <laughs> hold on one second, please. <laughs> mm. Okay, thank you. Yeah, right. Here we go. Mm. Magenta, according to Google is a color that is variously defined as purplish-red or reddish, reddish-purplish <laughs> on color wheels Purplish. of the RGB and the CMY is yeah. located precisely midway between red and blue. Now, okay, work with me here. Red in many instances symbolizes anger. Mm-hmm. And blue, in many instances, symbolizes depression. So if it's magenta mm-hmm. in the middle, are you describing yourself? There you go. 
you you man, you cracked the Da Vinci Code. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pay for this. Oh, if you already did. Never mind. <laughs> that was good. That was good though. That really was. That was good. Wow, Jesus, man. It was. It was. <laughs> Doctor Phil, get out of the room, man. You got to If I say so myself. <laughs> but again, the red and the blue. No, yes, no, 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 the red and the. What did you Google say? The red, no, the red and the blue. I think I yes, think I live right. in the middle of that. The red and the blue. Maybe my go. color is magenta too. Because there you go. I can be wow, ang- that, now that sounds like Doctor Seuss. And I'm telling you, we're on to a children's book. The kids are going to be like, you mean awesome. you wrote a children's book too, and you didn't tell? <laughs> yeah, right on the air. Amazing. <laughs> you're supposed to be my friend. Okay, here's a question. No. This is this is a good question. Mm-hmm. If you could invite three historical figures to a poetry reading, who would they be <laughs> and why? I prepared tonight, as you mm-hmm. can tell. <laughs> yes, well, okay. Okay. Rasputin, because he doesn't like to bathe, but he gets plenty okay. of chicks, and that's going to be yes, – I want to yes, see that game. That's player yes. game beyond player game. Yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, Mozart, because we're going to have to have some music. Hmm. And I mean, okay. he was crazy. And I want to see how crazy we're talking about. All right. Um, All right. And Van Gogh, because, you know, I want somebody I can talk around, but like, if I don't <laughs> want him to hear stuff, I'll just move on to the other side where he cut his ear off so he can't hear me. So there you go. Don't mess with me because I have the answer. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> now let's, <laughs> let's dissect that answer. <laughs> no, <laughs> let's not. Let's see, we did. <laughs> Pretty please, bud. Can we? Can we not say that? Sure. So sure. you said Vincent Van Gogh, mm-hmm. Mozart, and Rasputin. Mm-hmm. What is yeah. a commonality between the three of those? Because I mean, they're they incredible were- people. Well, they were all batshit crazy and liked to party, and I don't know if you know this, but I am batshit crazy and like to party, and I think that's going to be a good night. Just, I wow. think it is. <laughs> you mean you? <laughs> you mean you're batshit crazy, and you never told me? <laughs> I know. And we're I'm sharing your friend. Some things. <laughs> And I like it between this is all this serious work with me not actually trying to be humorous and being crazy in between. It's a great mix, man. On fire. John Patrick mm-hmm. Robbins. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Can mm-hmm. you describe the scent of your poetry? <laughs> scent. Mm. Mm. Um, it would be something deep fried. We're southern. Let's be honest. You know, really? I mean, mm. yes, it would be delicious. It would be delicious any time because okay. deep fried food are guilty pleasure, pleasures. Yes, and I agree. you know, <laughs> I agree, I agree, I agree. <laughs> this isn't pure one in for it, people. You're gonna if you come if you hang out with me, you're gonna end up smelling like French fries and onion rings. Just say, there's worse things to cover the scent of. You know, who have you been with? I've been in McDonald's <laughs> all night. 
I know that you're musically inclined. We've talked about that. Yes. There and you go. you've heard of famous dancers like the Charleston, the mm-hmm. um, uh, what's another famous dance, man? Um, the, the, the electric waltz, slide. The electric slide. Yes. Right God, man. You, you know what? You know what? You know what? That was going to be my next one. <laughs> I, I had three it. in mind. <laughs> the, the Charleston, <laughs> the waltz, mm-hmm. and the electric slide. So my question is, <laughs> how do you think yep. your poetry would dance if it came to life? Oh, man. Um, I mean, it'd be Saturday Night Fever all over again. Let's be mm. honest. I mean, the gold okay. chains would come out. It would be funky. Right, I mean, I wouldn't right, do the right. dancing. I would play the, I'm a DJ. See, I can get, I can sit back and pretend I know how to dance. I can dance from the chair. I'm excellent. Don't make me have to move my feet. Then we're in trouble. <laughs> it's like, is he having a seizure? No, he's trying to dance. You know? Okay. okay. We'll be right back. <laughs> Take a brief break. But we'll be right back. Yeah. We are back. I am Michael Anthony Ingram. I'm here with John Patrick Robbins. I want to talk about the electric slide for a second. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> no, seriously. That was mm. the only dance my grandma could do. <laughs> well, oddly enough, you and your grandma have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah, actually, we do. I would dance with her. Beside her, <laughs> but I wanted you to know that. <laughs> now I don't know what she did in her younger days, but I know. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> John Patrick Robinson, mm. please share a poem. All right. I'm going to be nice for two seconds. I've been serious. All these rights have been serious. I figure we're doing so zany, I might as well stick with the serious. Yeah, we yeah. handle the in-between fine. Yes, uh, we're great. a great team. We're going we the road. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, sometimes some people go out of your life, and uh, you can't imagine your life without them, and then they return. And mm-hmm. uh, this is one I'm going to dedicate special to a very – somebody who came back in my life after a very long winter. We're talking <laughs> like four or five years. And, um, yeah, I'm just really grateful for that. And the traces is for you. So uh, it's for I love them all. As every pillow top confession was my momentary truth, you are my happiness within the depths of addiction. Your name's interchangeable. Your heart's never that which I can be so easily defined. My love is a passion, but that alone will never keep you warm and fed. My love is not worth having, unlike yourself. I am sorry I must seek you out in lesser hearts and empty faces, but no, I embrace you eternal, 
within the pages of my life's journal, the place where passions are enough for us to exist alone. I will trace every thought ultimately unto myself. We share a truth, none may diminish, my dear. Forever exist beyond the flesh I know. Please hold me close, if only as a moment memory within the chambers of your ever-beating heart. That's the end of that one. Wow. Now, are those books, are they, can they be, are they, are they in your new book? Those poems, are they in your yeah, new book? Yeah, yeah. These, some of these are, uh, some of these are publication rights. The, mm-hmm. the one I start out with is, um, that was published at a, a magazine that I'm, I couldn't believe the editor published me. It's called the Rye Whiskey Review. And, mm-hmm. um, but that is, that is, that one in particular is from Midnight Masochism. Once we'll be out sometime when my press gets it rolling and uh but you know we take our time but it will be out and it'll be available on amazon so this is okay. a preview of that okay. and um i guess uh you know we probably need to continue well on, tell me want. i don't mean to hijack things <laughs> no, it's okay you've done it before and that's all right no thank you, still... <laughs> thank you, thank you. midnight masochism <laughs> that title tell mm-hmm. us about the book tell us about the poems in that particular book how are they different well, from your others? Uh, the thing is, if you read um, Are We Dead Yet, The Change, the Southern Gothic vibe, I, there, there was something missing in that book to me personally. I'm never completely happy with the project. Mm-hmm. And in that book, I realized I still had to kind of embrace all sides, the humor as well. And this has more of the dark humor, more of my past, more – it just has everything. It's a good mix of everything. Okay. And uh, okay. I think people will really dig it. At least I hope they will. If not, oh, well, no refunds. <laughs> okay. Now, I remember when you were with me the last time you said that it was that particular are – we, are we dead yet? That that was a book mm-hmm. that, would, that people would say, hey, this is not John. John doesn't yeah. write like this. So this book, where does that fit in that category? Is it something you write? It's is, it, is it style it, or is it something different? It, it's an evolution. It's like anything. Mm-hmm. It's it's. Uh, I think you have to grow as a writer. You always have to want to expand and get better. And I mean, I could have hung around and did, you know, barroom po- poems forever. There's plenty of people. That's what they do. That's their niche. And I'm not knocking them. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, I do it. I definitely do humor well, but there's more to me than that. You know, right. I mean, like I said, I'm also a short story writer, so it's just an evolution of things, really. And every book should be expanding, not, I, I you know, I mean, some people like a band that does the same record 20,000 20, times over. I have right. never done the same book 100 times over. I can guarantee that. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Mm. So... If your poetry then were translated into music, a specific mm-hmm. genre of music, which one would it be and why? A genre. <laughs> oh, genre music. Oh, man. You know, that would be hard, very hard to define. Um, okay. Uh, you know, I love jazz, of course. Yes, I, I know that. I love the feeling. I do. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love jazz. Um, then again, I'm kind of weird because I, 
like the polar opposite. I can go there with music that's almost anti-music with like Norwegian death metal and people look at me like, are you crazy? I'm like, hey, we right. all have our moments. Right. Um, yes, we do. You know, I like orchestral music. I like, I, you know, I don't know. It always comes down to rock and roll, man. I just, I just love, I just love music, man. And any, any kind of cognitive tissue with any music that you really like to me is soul. And mm-hmm. uh, so I, I really don't have an answer for it. But I guess rock, it's always rock and roll, man. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So those individuals who view themselves as being goth, what genre of music yeah. would they? What's attached to them? Type of well, genre. They would probably be yeah defined in the goth genre of music. So okay. Oh, like <laughs> gothic know, music. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like gothic music. <laughs> once I do love to be like Sisters of Mercy and stuff like that. So yeah, not right. to be a smartass. I'm actually trying to answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think I would choose the blues. Oh, I love the blues, yeah. 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 Because, like, yeah. yeah, the blues. Because I've been down so long, I don't know what up looks like. That kind of stuff. That might be. I, yeah, that's I don't, that's, yeah, that's Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I feel yeah. most times. So, <laughs> if you <Okay>. were <laughs> a poetic superhero, what oh, would no. be your superpower, and how would you use it to inspire others? Um, I worked on this. I worked. <laughs> I you, had to be ready. You worked on tormenting me. I'm so <laughs> proud of you, this one. Um, you know, uh, I am a villain, so yeah, that, that, that completely, you know, I'm everybody's favorite villain. Let's face it. When it comes to publication, I'm everybody's favorite villain, and I play it up to the hilt. So, okay. yeah, and I don't know what my villain power would be. Pretty much to just piss on everybody's parade, but have a good time and make everybody laugh. And, and those that like me are like, oh, it's just John. We, right. we have to ignore him. He's a jerk. But you, but you do have veto, veto power. The power mm-hmm. of the veto, right? Mm-hmm. That would be if you say so, super, yeah. Yeah. That would be a good one. <laughs> yeah, it's a power I mean I, I work at I work at the press on occasion and it's like I'm kinda mm-hmm. like the janitor. He's like, he's in his closet. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. saying I'm in the closet, but you know, it's kinda nice yeah. in there sometimes. What can I say? Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I have my little T V in my refrigerator and I stay drunk all the time and the floors are never clean, but that's okay, you know. Okay. They can't fire me because I own the company. Right, right, right. <laughs> you right. know, because because you love animals, and we've already established that. Mm-hmm. If you could write a poem <laughs> that was that could only be understood by animals, what would the mm. poem be about? What would the poem be about that only well, animals? I would can share it with you, Michael, but it can only yeah. be understood by dolphins. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you're like, oh my God, there okay. we go. The first ever poetic dolphin reading on the show. Oh, wow. wow. That, was, that was good. That was cool. I like that. <laughs> I mean, I'm so sick on my feet. That's why you like having me. I was like, wow. That's I true, buddy. That's right. Do, you do whatever I want yeah. now. <laughs> you roll with the flow, bud. You roll with the flow. You roll with the flow. Please share mm. more. All right. Now, with all the joking. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're gonna do one of the, the heavy heavy right. I'm kind of known for the deep cuts, so I'm gonna do this one. And this will kill the room, Michael. That's what I want to do. Okay. But uh, right. this is this is just a really deep cuts from the new book. Um, it's called "Let Me Tell You About the Rabbits." I'm watching the light slowly disintegrate behind your eyes, my friend, my only family, the last of anything that tethers me to my past. I am a prisoner to my addiction, and you are but a prisoner to a withering shell. I love you as the person that gave me life. I grieve you as something I will never be able to replace. Upon many a sunset, I walk down to the water, a pistol concealed within my pocket as I dwell on taking that final step. But as a coward, I cannot do what needs to be done. I cannot leave you as you have not chosen to leave me. But you must know this. There are moments you shine through they are glimmers of hope within the darkest depths of my existence has ever known. At times I resent you, as ignorant as that sounds. I must run off anger because there's nothing left of me anymore but fear and saltwater tears. Hmm. Sometimes I drink, watching the water's currents slowly glide is the silent brilliance of nature. I feel for the pistol. As I can say, I fear not death for I very much fear my existence without you. I cannot be weak, and I have almost nothing within me left that is strong. I know my torments have only begun, but I will not leave you with my sudden exit pain to bear you alone. I hate myself beyond words, for my concern, as the heartless bastard roll, sounds good in pages and upon the forked tongues of a jealous fool's alike. One day, I will tell you my story in a headline of a tragic soul suicide, but for now, I will bear this burden to embrace your hardships, as you deserve that. At least it is a struggle to fight my endless urge, take the road that leads me away. I will remain a ghost of myself. We are both victims, just inmates of two very unique prisons. My sacrifice is in awaiting your send-off. Your story's close will be my vanishing point. Part of my heart will cease to exist in the exit of your soul. Either way, I love you always. End of that one. Wow. <laughs> That's how you kill the room. <laughs> yes. I need a second to to process that one, bud. You said wow. so much. You said so much. Well, it's particular... one of those deep ones you put out there, you know. It's, yeah, it's like anything. Yeah, I understand. So, yeah. You get the full gamut of my, my writing. It's not just alcoholism and passing out in other people's yards. Right. Once I do enjoy it. I'm, I'm on tour currently, and I'm in my neighbor's oh. yard right now. Okay, okay. So, so is, is that poem in Midnight Masochism? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with with that particular book... Are you striving to reach, is it a general audience, or are you targeting a specific group? I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> I would love to hit a general audience because that means you make money, and okay. I like that. That's very nice. But I don't write specifically for anyone, really. I just write for mm-hmm. myself, and, and if 
you know, people who like what I do dig it, that's great because I try to give them the most for their money. Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing about it, I'm not just like rehashing a thousand rights in publication, you know, slapping some cover on it that looks goofy as, you know, and, and, and I give you a good product. You know, I, I, I tried to give you the best book I possibly can and make it worth your money, you know. So I'm not really – am I specifically targeting things? I mean, I'm just writing the best book I can at the time, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and trying to – and to me, everyone, I want to be better because I'm always – I'm never completely 100%, like I said, satisfied with any project. And the All day right. that I am, I will stop writing. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Are there – are there any lines in that particular poem that you're really proud of writing or creating? I mean, I'm the, the, the it's it's just one of those ones that's just really deep. So you just have to kind of the contrast in it, walking mm-hmm. down the water, and just you know, it just it hits you. You know, I've never had anybody that that's read that or shared that with anybody. It didn't hit them hard. I mean, it's oh yes, one of those yeah, it hit me that, hard. Mm-hmm. You want to you want to connect and you want to that's the thing you know or as like was deep he, cuts as I call them I just I mm-hmm. think it's one of my better you okay. know but maybe I'm wrong mm-hmm. and you know. that was going to be my question because you said you pr- pretty much write for yourself and it made me wonder listening to that particular piece what emotions were you would, would you have aimed to evoke in your readers through your poetry. What would you want them to feel? It's more of a confessional, you know. It, it, it's it's like I don't always. Not everything I write is autobiographical. That that's the art of writing, right. you know. I mean, right. people read the gothic stuff, and maybe it's like you know. I try to try to entertain as best mm-hmm. I can, but with that, that's just one of those that. It was just one of those. I had the title. Start with the title, and mm-hmm. you know, it's tongue in cheek. You know, mm-hmm. because of uh, let me tell you about the rabbits. Once, of course, is, right. is um, right. Steinbeck. You know, of mice and men. If anybody knows that that book, mm-hmm. once we a lot of us had to read. And yes. you know, tell me about the rabbits, George. So it was like, you know, I that emotion, that that pain that you can get because that book just fucking misery. But it's a great book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean. I don't know. I'm just really good at misery. I'm misery and making people laugh and making them okay. think I'm crazy. It's pretty much my okay. wheelhouse. Okay. All yeah. right. Now, do you have a favorite poem or a specific line of poetry that resonates deeply with you? Well, all of them do, but mm. <laughs> you know, they all do. And there's there's funny ones in there too, by the way. It's not all. I don't want people to think God. No, 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 no. We're no. Fun, so. I don't. I don't mean in your book. I mean <laughs> in general. So, in general, line <laughs> yes. is that uh, a favorite poem. God, you know what? Poem this mine. is bad. I do. I yeah. do. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, God, and and is it, I love it when you have these moments where you go blank because you ask me a question like that, and I know exactly. <laughs> Who I'm talking about, mm-hmm. Pablo Neruda. Tonight I okay. can write the saddest lines. You know, don't ask me to quote the line in there, but that's a great right. Poem. I love that. Wow. One. Okay, wow. there you go. One of my wow. absolute favorite poems. Okay, okay. Mm. What about what about it stands out for you? The vulnerability, the, the humanity in it, really. 
just here it is, you know. And there's just that slight bit of humor in there. There is a slight mm-hmm. bit, you know. I because I'm gonna misquote it, so I don't really want to do that. But you know, right. I loved her, and she loved me sometimes, or however it goes. And I know somebody will call. Oh, you messed up. Okay, thank you. Well, glad no right. one's school. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, so, yeah, I that, understand. That that just resonates with me. That's an incredible poem, and I wish mm-hmm. I could write like that. You know, that that mm-hmm. the, when you you admire those deep cuts, you know. Alone by Edgar Allan Poe is another one that it's, and just, I absolutely love. You know, um, those are just poems that they're just impactful. They just they fucking hit you like a sledgehammer, really. Yeah. And so, to, yeah, there you go. Tonight I can write by Pablo Neruda, mm. translated by W.S. Merwin. Yes. Yeah. Tonight I can write yeah. the saddest line. Write, for example, the night is starry and the stars are blue and shiver in the distance. The night wind revolves in the sky and sings. Tonight I can write the saddest lines. I loved her. And sometimes she loved me too. Through nights like this one, I held her in my arms. I kissed her again and again under the endless sky. She loved me. Sometimes I loved her too. How could one not have loved her great steel eyes? Tonight I write the saddest lines to think that I do not have her, to feel that I have lost her, to hear the immense night still more immense without her, and the verse falls to the soul like dew to the pasture. What does it matter that my love could not keep her? The night is starry, and she is not with me. This is all. In the distance, someone's singing. In the distance. My soul is not satisfied that it has lost her. My sight tries to find her as though to bring her closer. My heart looks for her, and she's not with me. The same night, white in the same trees, we of that time are no longer the same. I no longer love her, that's certain, but how I loved her. My voice tries to find the wind to touch her hearing. Another's. She will be another's. As she was before my kisses, her voice, her bright body, her infinite eyes. I no longer love her, that's certain, but maybe I love her. Love is so short, forgetting is so long. Because through nights like this one, I held her in my arms. My soul is not satisfied that it has lost her. Though this be the last pain that she makes me suffer, in these, the last verses that I write for her. Wow, that's a bad poem, man. That's incredible. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't write it, but yeah, that's great. <laughs> I I had never heard of it before. <laughs> yeah. I, I never I, I never I never heard it. Man, that's great. Wow. Yeah. yeah this is a great poem. Yes, it is. Man. I agree. Wow. 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 
please share another of your works, man. All right. Uh, let's see. Should we, should we go deep or should we lighten the mood? Well, you, you, let's, let's lighten it a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Okay. You know what? I'm going to write. I'm going to read one of the most beautiful Southern love poems that's ever ever been created by my favorite author. And his name is John Patrick Robbins. Oh, wow. And I sleep with him on a daily basis, and I hate to admit okay. my, I repress my love for him. It's called right. I'm So right. Southern, I Fuck Myself. Okay. And here we go, kids. Clap along if you all know. Because after being advised to do so for countless years, I figured why not. So I dressed myself up and went out for a night on the town, drank until I could barely speak, let alone function, passed out upon the floor and was gone before there was any of that awkward we just fucked, and I can't recall it either, so to then swell. Then penned another poem about my conquest and hopes to lure in some horny housewife who needs some perv's attention. As I sit alone sometimes and check my phone and question why I do not call, so I will ring another instead, as I fake it with them tonight reflecting upon you as we meet in the mirror and you shoot me that look of disgust. And I can barely look at myself in the eyes. But I knew it was doomed from the start. Because face it, girl, you knew deep down I am forever a slut. Au revoir, my darlings. Wow, that's beautiful. Bravo to me. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that was beautiful. I mean, wow. it really was. I mean, yeah. it, Hallmark's going to pick that one up. They really are. I've got faith. I've got right. faith in the Great Lay section. Right. It's going to be right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it brings up a question. <laughs> mm. When mm. you think about writing, my friend, do yeah. you have any rituals or routines that help you get into the right mindset for writing poetry? Any rituals or routines? Oh, well, thank you. I, I, I didn't think you would ask that. Um. I usually like to sacrifice one of my neighbors if I can okay. catch them. They move very fast. Right. I'm right. just yes. learning to throw yes. the axe. And uh, I'm like, uh, I miss you have to be so rude to my, my religion. And right. then, right. yeah, then as we, we sacrifice and we praise out and then we come onto the show and see how wonderful it's going. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> just saying more writers are going to join my cult. <laughs> so... <laughs> Are you saying that you don't have any rituals or routines? Is that what, is that what you're saying? Um, I think I just thought I you did. You just write. You just write. You just write. Okay. All right. I just write. Oh, okay. I just write. Yeah. Wink, wink. I just write. Yeah. Sure. So whatever happens, happens. That's right. I agree. I agree. I agree. You know, I don't write enough, my friend, to, to even think about a ritual. Mm. Or routine. <laughs> well, that's a shame. This is not about more. me. This is not about <laughs> me. I don't like writing. I don't like writing poetry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Neither do I. I just I figure I'm lazy, and I like writing short stories. And I've been working right. on a novel for how many years? And right. it's like, yeah, people are like, I, man, this has got to be. <laughs> got to be great or <laughs> <laughs> listen bud I don't like writing anything 
<laughs> when people me neither. Wow. <laughs> I didn't like writing checks. <laughs> no, I don't like writing checks. I like cashing checks. Yeah, that is true. Oh, yeah. oh, I wish I had something to cash right now. <laughs> I got a check for five whole dollars. That's from another poet. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Well, we're coming close to the end of this poetic journey. Mm. Would you be willing to share one more piece with us? Oh, of course, of course, of course. Um, hmm. <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's just uh, let, let's go and let's let's have a little laugh because we've been so serious. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've been mm-hmm. dead serious. I don't know. You know what? There is one I like that mm-hmm. I have to find. Here it is. It's from the new book, and uh, it's it's not it's not that dark. So here we go. It's called Venetian, ever so blind. All the sad old queens sit alone, as very much do I, left behind in this sad tide's pool, to wish, want, and ultimately desire all those things that never will return in truth. Dancing alone, as we eventually dance no more. Sipping at this sadness. To embrace it, a cancer to our ultimate destruction. The large cat's eyes clock glued upon the wall counts away. It's almost time, girls. Let's all giggle in ecstasy. Silly are the children, as sad are the full-grown fools we sadly end up being. Take a step back and spin upon your toes. For the fact, you still can. Good night, my doves. Find grace in the parlor tricks and the one-night stand. Lost to never be found seems such a sad ending. But then again, aren't they all? The end of that Wow. One. Wow. <laughs> you know, here's a question I don't think I've ever asked you. How do you mm-hmm. handle criticism or feedback on your writing, and how does it impact your revisions or future projects. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I mean, I, I did listen to quite a bit, probably in the early stages. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you stay your true course and kind of, I always try to improve. I, uh, I always look at what I'm doing and always try to outdo it. But I okay. really study the course, and and as far as criticism, it depends who it's coming from. Okay, okay. If you can do what I do, I'll listen to you. Mm-hmm. And there's very few that can, and that sounds egotistical, but it's the truth. All right. So yeah, I just st- I just stay me. That's all I do, and I think you know I'm not trying to be. Uh, I think a lot of writers bleed the influences too much, and you hear too mm-hmm. much of the old writers and like, you know, I, I, I get tired of every day running a magazine and hearing a tribute to Bukowski. I don't want to hear about his name anymore to begin with. And, right. you know, the whole point is they weren't sitting around, you know, uh, worrying about critics. They were working as writers and that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Keep working mm-hmm. through it, you know, and I'll take criticism. I don't mind it. You know, it just, okay. if it comes from people that I know that are, are true and what they're doing, not just some jealous, you know, Mm-hmm. whatever then okay mm-hmm. but it's still it's not gonna it's not gonna 
it's not going to, you know, it's not going to make me turn course because what I do is completely unique to me. So, you know, I don't think there's anybody else. I don't know any other lunatic out there like me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, hey. <laughs> hey, I like it. Well, as we close, is there any message that you want to give to the listeners about your work, about that book? Uh, about my work and not the book. Either uh, Buy it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes out eventually, that's nice. I like that because I like to afford, uh, you know, cocktails. So no, just thank you for reading and for the people who buy it. Man, you can't believe how grateful I am because they don't have All to, right. and I never could imagine anybody would ever want to buy my books. So right. I humbly thank you. Yeah. You know, I enjoy <laughs> your being on the <laughs> podcast. Uh, you make me laugh, and I like that, buddy. You're a good man. You're my friend. I love hanging out with you, man. You know that. Yeah. We know each other yeah. outside of this place. So, yeah. Yes, we do. We do. Yep. We do. You're like my brother. I've said it before. You know, brother from we another mother. Yes, right. We are. That's right. We are brothers. We are brothers. Yes. All right, then. I agree. Everyone, everyone, as I share with you every time we're together, let poetry ring somewhere throughout the land. Take care, brother. Take care. Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio is available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. You can also check out the website at qlpor.com.